hella black. Not a little bit of black. Not a lot of bit of black, but hella <laughs> black, nigga. Back at it again, you know. Like, we ain't never left. Still here rocking, nigga. We did leave, though. <laughs> That's why I said that shit. Hey, I, just... I mean, we still did an episode a month. There's some podcasts that, you know. You said we did, we did episode a month? Yeah, we did one episode last month with, uh, with D-Lo. Yeah. So we still did one for y'all niggas, but... We back, you know. We, we we got some heat coming for y'all this month, man. Shout out to all the patrons rocking with us through thick and thin. Shout through, out through to one all. episode a month. Y'all, y'all stay rocking with us. I fuck with y'all. What we lack in content, we more than make up for in organizing. So yeah. there's that. That's one thing. Like we here organizing, <laughs> and we day in and day out. Sh- shout out to the good folks from PBO, man. Shout out. For those of you who don't know, nigga, that's People's <laughs> Breakfast Oakland, nigga. People's Program. Shout out Ayana. Shout out AB. Shout out Raven. Shout out Ty. Shout out Kelly. Shout out Yim. Shout out Sienna. Shout out Sochi. Shout out Shelly. These are all the folks that have been holding it down heavy the last. And all of our volunteers. I'm sorry. Yeah, shout out to all the volunteers. Sorry, man. all the volunteers. You know what? Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Delancey, man. Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Fuck. Shout out to Raj and Rex Life and yeah. Ari and Shell. Pulled uh, up in the garden. Yeah. It's man, been. We, it's we been. really got a garden, bro. That's that's some shit that I don't know if I've appreciated enough. But we really have a garden in West Oakland. And that shit is really doing things, bro. It's really about to feed the community. It's already fed the community. You know, and I think in a time of thinking about self-determination and, and food autonomy, that shit is so important, you know. And that's, that's, that's one of my favorite things about, a lot of favorite things about PBO, but that's definitely a high note. When I, when I was, for, I don't know what caused me to look at our, um, I was on like our Apple podcast shit. And I had saw that we our last episode was October third, and then it made me think of that tweet. I can't remember who who posted it. I want to say it was Jamie, but she was saying um, that she doesn't know one like organizer that has time for a podcast. And I as mean, you can see by this past month, <laughs> no, I mean, but there, but there have there have been times like we was doing three hella black in the middle of the um, uprisings, and niggas was like. Doing some heavy organizing during during that time, but also we wasn't sleeping much. Both of us was like pretty much everyone that we were organized with. I know was suffering from like physical side effects of stress and lack of sleep. But I th- I think with the organizing that we've been doing this last this last like four or six weeks, niggas literally have not had the energy to come on here and do the pie. And we could all the stuff we've been through would have made for really great political education pieces but I, like it, even now and it is it's 8 20 feel me like yeah. you had a full day of organizing shit i had a full day of traveling this should be it should be hard i, I like i i big love to a nigga being black in itself is when you wake up and be black whether you consciously making the effort to resist the state you resisting it just by having your black skin some are you know, what playing about, along what, with it and doing What about that. Kamala Harris? No, listen, or, listen. What I about, mean, <laughs> she still got a bullshit she got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Whether she's an agent of the state or not. What shoes to pick to wear on yeah. the Air Force One? Listen, we ain't want to go there. All I'm saying I'm is... I'm going to go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm, you making points. Points have been made. All I'm saying is 
You feel me? <laughs> I want to give big ups to the niggas who consciously make the effort to take it a little further in their resistance and really combat the state in, in all the ways, whether that's, you feel me, nigga, physically putting your body on the line, whether that's educating your community, whether that's whatever mutual aid programs you participate in, whatever resource you provide for your, for, you know, using yours, I, I'm commending niggas because this yeah. shit is tiring, bro. Shout out to Africans doing real work. Shout out to all the Africans, man. Shout out to black folks globally, you know, resisting, Shout out to living, all my, everybody thriving, out there resisting. surviving, you feel me, all oppressed people resisting against this global imperialist fascist regime regime also known as the united corporations of america come on but you know one thing we haven't done for a minute is uh there's a segment we used to have on the podcast <laughs> it's called uh it's called black joy before the world came and sucked all our joy away <laughs> before the world sucked before all our joy away we used to have black joy yeah. so i don't know you, you had some black joy recently i know you was talking about some good food recently and yeah, I mean, since it's been a, excuse me, it's been damn near a month since our last episode. Mo- shit, I went to visit family this weekend. I I got, you know, I got seven siblings. I'm the oldest of everybody, and I, I I got a chance to link up with six, no, six or five, five of my younger siblings this weekend, um, and my niece and nephew. Yeah, niggas my, be forgetting, bro. You, you Uncle Roller, bro. I'm, I'm an old nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bro. Like, you. I mean, you, you the oldest. Of all your siblings. Yeah. Nigga, imagine having you got two younger siblings or three. Three. Yeah. Imagine having three more of them motherfuckers. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Four more of them, like. And si- then, well, nieces and nephews running around. And even, even if they don't, even if they don't like need from me, I still feel the desire to provide. You know what I'm saying, like. Cause I know what it was like being them. Feel me? Whether my younger brother Miles was twenty seven, I know what it was like being twenty seven. Whether it was you feel me, my younger sister Dylan, I know what it's like to be sixteen. You feel me? And it's just I don't. Know, I just be one to not a part savior complex, but also a part like if I can prevent niggas from you going just trying through to be what a I good went brother. through. You feel if I can prevent niggas from going through what I go through, and so, but yeah, not to go off on a tangent, but I got a chance to kick it. And my fucking sisters were cooking and shit. It's it's so wild, like, to see, you know, people you was running around in diapers with, people that you was fighting boys for in high school. You feel me? <laughs> like, shit is just is like grown up. And yeah, shit, like, yeah, like having families. Like my sister, one of my sisters is engaged. You feel me? Like, bro, this is that's wild. Yeah, it's. My dad's probably listening. This is one of the things my dad definitely did right was giving me <laughs> was giving me my siblings. You know, my nigga probably will say he didn't do a lot of things right, but I will I will say you know blessing me with my siblings and shout out to my sister Lyra who is not my dad's child but you know my other sibling. So it's um yeah I got a chance to kick it with my family this weekend. That was that was big for me. That's beautiful. What about you? Shit, you know, spending time with Jalil. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful being able to just chill with him, talk with him. That nigga can cook hella well, bro. Nigga made a good-ass frittata and shit. <laughs> we was eating good and just being able to spend time and just catch game. And, and spend time with him and spend time with, you know, my great auntie, um, his mama, you know. And it was it was a beautiful moment. I told him, you know, I was frustrated with myself that, like, 
I never got the chance to visit him when he was incarcerated, you know, but also very happy that like my first time being able to really spend time with him was not behind no bars. Yeah. You know, so it was it was a joyful, beautiful experience being able to just spend time, you know, really hang out and just just chill, like <laughs> drive around, listen to music. Yeah. You know, he loved jazz, but you know, he was he was for sure fucking with the rap. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, bro, cuz like nigga Shit, I met you in 2016, and you was going hard for him, for him then. And in my and in my mind, I knew that the nigga had been in, he had been down for 40 plus years at that time, and not realizing that you only 27. It's like, oh, you've never got to meet this nigga in person. Like when I think about my uncles, you, I know all them niggas. You feel me? Like I, you see my uncles. You yeah. feel me? Like so, like I, in my mind, I've always the way that y'all have, and I've heard, got to see y'all talking, hear y'all talking on the phone and shit. You feel me? So it seems like y'all niggas have. You feel like that was your nigga before he went down type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Then you know, finally realize like, oh, this is this nigga is. I'd have been hella nervous <laughs> going to meet that nigga. Like whether that's unk or not, bro. Like I'd have been nervous. Was you nervous? It, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, know. If it, I, mean, I don't know, nigga. Sometimes I don't know the difference between being nervous and being excited. But I think I was just excited, yeah. bro. You know, it's like it, it's surreal. I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Like you. You advocate, you fight for so hard, and then like this this moment is really in front of your face. Oh, in addition to all the political shit, right? Like, but yeah. I mean, also like yeah, that, no doubt it's fam, it's fam. But yeah. also then the political shit, like as a someone who you know studies the black radical tradition and knowing you know the shit he was a part of is like damn near looking like it was like a revolutionary, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was a revolutionary trip type shit. You feel me? But no, nah, it was. It was amazing. It was amazing, man. You're a beautiful, beautiful human being, beautiful brother, man. And, and uh, I learned so much. Yeah. You know, like definitely one of the smartest niggas. Well, he, he would be mad if I said he was one of the smartest niggas, but one of the smartest people, <laughs> one of the smartest Africans. <laughs> if you're listening right now, he, he, he probably rolling his eyes and laughing at me. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, just humbling. Yeah. Humbling experience for sure. And, um, yeah, humbling experience. And my uh, my other cousin Jordan was able to you know spend some time too, so it was just cool to be able to be out there with family. You know what I mean? And just family means a lot. You know? Yeah. With all the you know, of course, families have issues and whatnot, but at the end of the day, family means a lot. Thousand percent. You know? So yeah, yeah, man. I'm happy, bro. I, I feel like again, it's it's been. It's been a long, a long journey since I've been knowing you, and no, no comparison to. I mean, I think I've been fighting this shit since before we was born. Before bro, that's what I'm saying. Like before, bro, my mama yeah. is was 47, bro. Yeah. Was mama 47? Yeah, like so, ooh, I'm like 45. You feel yeah. me? Like nigga, he been fighting this shit before my mom was alive, bro. Like, bro, he was he did 25 years before I was even born. Like, you know what I mean? Which so was I, a sentence yeah. type. Do you feel me? Like, yeah. It's, I guess it, we don't get. I mean, I don't want to say we don't get many things to give us hope, but if you, I don't know, we was just having a conversation off, um, off mic before, but just of like um, when you really know your history and you really have a full understanding of just like how the how America has sucked the life out of Africans is. I don't know. We, it just it's easy to feel depleted and defeated, right? Especially you know the, the election week. We got all this fucking white terrorism going yeah. on, right? So it's like 
when we do have these moments of a nigga prevailing through thick and thin, staying down, principle. like in a in a nigga who was radical to the core. You feel me? Not just the spewing of radical rhetoric, but like really revolutionary to the core as a, as a way of life, as a as a moral and, and philosophical principle. He could never get know? back those fifty years. You know what I'm saying? But like that nigga fought, bro, and that's. Not to make it about us or about the people and to take it away from him, but I know that he finds power in, in empowering us. Yeah. yeah, he. That's that real hope. <laughs> that's that real hope, not that Obama hope. Yeah. That real hope, you know. It should. It should really, you know. I, yeah, he showed niggas yeah. it's a way to live the, yeah. to live the politic. You feel yeah. me? And 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 take what come with it. Yeah, it was just humbling, humbling to the core, man. Shout out to Jaleel. Welcome home. Yeah. You know, but as we know, with this white supremacist settler colonial empire, also known as America, you know, we know that shit, we ain't ever really free. And that if you are standing up for what is right, if you are standing for human rights and you was advocating for human rights and you was once a political prisoner, the state is still going to enact violence and surveillance. And, um, you know, for those of you who haven't caught up on the story or, you know, if, if you haven't even heard he's out, you know, within two weeks of being out, um, you know, he, he was recently arrested um, for allegedly, you know, filling out or checking a voter registration form for allegedly doing that. And was charged with a couple felonies and a, and a misdemeanor for that, right? And you just got to think about the level of fucking surveillance, you know, to see that you registered, that you allegedly registered to vote and then enact the full violence of the state to, you know, charging you with with fabricated charges of illegally registering to vote. All in an attempt to reincarcerate a, a political prisoner who spent nearly 50 years incarcerated behind these walls I th- it's it's really just a perfect um it really shines a light on how this country functions as a whole right like during election week you have you know I, I can't even call it a former political prisoner because like we said the nigga ain't free i mean that, that's that's <laughs> even this idea of, of of a prisoner right you know what i mean yeah. it's like you on parole that don't mean you free you know what I'm saying? Like, or you want ankle monitor? But you, you got some, you know, that, uh, open air type prison, which being on ankle monitors. And that nigga Jay Z invested in ankle monitors, but but we we have we have during during the week of elections when the go vote propaganda, the vote is you can't you can't. It's on fucking the mask. It's on every commercial. It's on every goddamn major sports outlet. In the in the midst of all this, you got Jaleel, You know. Two weeks home from serving down there fifty years is being accused of voter fraud. Simply not simply yeah. Literally voter fraud because allegedly he he tried to register to vote. Right? So you gotta think about the the level, you know, we talk about felon disenfranchisement, right? That's going on. But you gotta think about how the state is trying to make up anything to send you know, a former Black Panther, a former member of the Black Liberation Army, back to the penitentiary. 
right? Because that that was that was the goal, and and you know you have District Attorney Sandra Dorley who was once registered a, a Democrat, and that was a part of the GOP. I mean, there's no we, we say mm-hmm. it all the time. There's no such thing as as, as two separate parties. Right? So I'm saying was once a Democrat, now it's <laughs> GOP, right? Enact the full violence of the state by putting trumped up charges on Jalil, right? And I think we got to understand, especially like the propaganda that is coming out of this this state right now, right? Especially during this time of the presidential election, where the the commander commander in chief himself has articulated voter fraud. <laughs> and signaling for a coup if he's not elected. What are we saying? We're gonna get rid of ballots, and you'll have a very, we'll have a very peace. Then we'll have a very peaceful. Then there's not, there won't be a transfer. Like that nigga don't even make no sense. I'm literally trying to read the sentence. I'm like <laughs> stumbling over this shit because this nigga <laughs> make no fucking sense. At him. You know, like what are we saying? He's gonna commit open voter fraud. Then his supporters, New Jersey, New York, blocking highways. Like people probably trying to go vote. Shit like that. That that is voter suppression. Then the, the GOP in Texas is blocking, trying to block 127, 100,000 votes in a Democratic area in Houston. And then you have a governor, Mike Huckabee, who is basically bragging about voter fraud and is saying, I filled in my stack of mail-in ballots and then voted the ballots of my deceased parents and grandparents. They voted just like me. Hashtag Trump 2020. So you have all these white motherfuckers. Openly, openly admitting to voter fraud, openly admitting to the election being stolen, and now they're using Jalil as a pawn, essentially, right? To say, oh, the left, the left is doing voter fraud. The left is trying to steal the election when they are openly doing it, and, and allegedly ca- calling him, making up these trumped up charges, a political attack to send him back to prison. I mean, when you when you read, I don't, I can't remember what article this is, but it says, first off, they referred to the nigga by a slave name, and that that's the most that's just <laughs> so upset. First off, they referred all to this nigga. white supremacist propaganda that's been coming out using his slave name and not respecting it. You know, you got to think about the level of uh, Islamophobia rooted yeah. in this, right? I'm they, also I'm sorry, I'm sorry because you say he don't like being called nigga, and this is I'm if you're listening, I'm very sorry, <laughs> my great grandma. I just have I don't know it's. He understand. I know he understand, but I'm gonna acknowledge that I did that, and I'm not gonna <laughs> do it moving forward. Um, but yeah, they're referring to him by a slave name, and then like the way that you know they list these charges: tampering with public rec- records, offering a false instrument for filing, and providing a false affidavit. You would ne- you. Who was it? These Huckabee was that what he was talking about? Who was talking about mailing in his dead grandparents' yes. ballots? And saying he can that would never be described as that. That would be described as being patriotic. Period. Doing what needs to be done to participate in bro, American this, democracy. That bro really said when I got home, Huckabee said when I got home, I filled my stack of mail in ballots and then voted the ballots. <laughs> like, bro, literally. But you ain't gonna see nobody knocking at his door. No, why would they? I mean, for for, and then for Jaleel, who quote unquote allegedly registered. I mean, if we go, didn't, they're not even saying he voted. Yeah, like, but I mean, it, it all makes sense when you know about the voted. history of voting in this country, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, men should be allowed to vote. Black folks being black men or black folks being listed as three fifth of a man of a man, so they're not able to vote. Period. All the all the organizing and protesting and fighting that had to that had to happen for black folks to be able to vote, for black women to be able to vote. Yeah. 
like this when you know your history, this makes complete sense it from a voter suppression standpoint. Yeah. And then also when you know the history of how the state handles political prisoners, it makes especially, sense. especially, right? And you know, seeing how you know people oftentimes act like COINTELPRO ended or acted like surveillance ended, and we talk about surveillance almost as if it was a thing in the past. But this shows that the state is still surveilling them after spending 49 years, near nearly 50 years incarcerated. You know, Jaleel is a widely respected elder, a widely respected community member, recovering, <clears throat> recovering from COVID-19. And the state is still doing everything in its power to see him behind bars. And this, this you know, and I think this is when it shows us how these quote-unquote white supremacist vigilantes who who don't necessarily work for the government also do the work, right? Because it, it was <clears throat> this racist talk show host named Bob Lansbury began to publicly, you know, call, talk about Jaleel and, and write articles, racist-ass articles, articles, you know, calling for his death, you know, getting people to post his, you know, where he's he's living and shit, right? This all started from, from him. Yeah. And then getting the attention of, of, of the GOP, Right in uh, uh, William Napier, Napier, right. This is not opinion. This is, and this is the shit that you're talking about right now is not opinion. This is flat out the facts. These things happened. Right, and then William Napier is literally the head head of the GOP in uh, uh, up upstate. Right. You know, you, you got to think about this in the level of surveillance, and then you got to connect this shit to Trump and everything that Trump is doing right now. Right, the GOP that that that, that dude William. He is under command by Trump. Bro, I guarantee you this shit was on Trump desk the same way COINTELPRO was on Richard Nixon desk. And we were seeing this today right now in 2020. Bro, you have to realize Jaleel And then is, the district attorney Come on, bro. is a part of the GOP. This is some shit that's straight out of the history books. Jaleel is from the class of folks that were once considered the biggest threat to United States to the United States. They was People, you know, use the word terrorist and usually describe it talking about Al-Qaeda or ISIS. But you got to understand the root of that word terrorist was about Black Liberation Army. And Jaleel. was about the Black Panther Party. <laughs> Jaleel is birthed from that movement, birthed from that era. Why would they simmer down any of their approach to him? Because we had a black president? Hmm. Oh, because we, we got uh, Kamala Harris running for, for, for vice president? That's why they would change their tactics? No. Ain't shit changed. But the year. This is when you when you understand your history. I, that's why I can't. I refuse to not match their energy on this. If they're gonna be talking about it, we need to be talking about it. We, we have need to be, to be educating very clear people and, and, and showing people what's going on because this is, you know, what, what Asada called a, a railroad, right? And if we have to combat the white supremacist propaganda that is consistently being spewed, and we have to understand what it is and what, what it isn't, right? We got to understand exactly this. This fits. Uh, a strategy by Trump and these white supremacists accusing the quote unquote left and the Democrats of voter fraud while doing it themselves, trying to steal an election actively and saying, oh, it's, it's the left wing, it's the radicals, it's the BLMs. And then putting Jalil on that, right? And, and he's being used as a pawn, right? Literally the shit he is being charged for is politically motivated. A waste of taxpayers' money, right? And this is some shit that nobody has ever been charged for in the state of New York, to my understanding. 
I mean, well, you know, with the with with with, with black radicals and black revolutionaries, the state can always use their imagination. Bro, no <laughs> one in the <laughs> no state of New York has ever been arrested or indicted for what he's being charged for. Never Not in the arrested. fucking history. Not even arrested. Not even fucking arrested, right? So it just shows you the level that the state is going to do to to essentially try to make a, a lesson out of black political prisoners about black prisoners of war because they're still prisoner, prisoners of war incarcerated to this day, yep. right? And it, it's, I don't know this how, has a lot of implications. I don't know how anyone that could be you know, during the during the uprisings this past summer, everybody was spewing abolish uh, abolish the pigs, abolish the prisons, uh, free all political prisoners. I don't know how you could let those words leave your lips or type those things from your fingers onto your Twitter, your blog, whatever, and not be excuse me talking about Jaleel. Hands off Jaleel. Hashtag hands off Jaleel. That this is something that needs to be on. at the forefront of all political discussions right now. How could we call ourselves a movement for abolitionists? A movement for abolishing prisons, and we don't talk about political prisoners, right? Because when we talk about political prisoners and we begin to try to advocate for political prisoners, when political prisoners begin to have rights, when political political prisoners begin to be released from prison, like that is a, a step towards abolition. You know what I mean? And this is the state. I mean, it, I mean, this is also a great opportunity to shine light. On, I mean, we, I think we have conversations around. Um, what is it? What is the quote that you? I don't know if it was a quote, um, but it was a descriptor of saying like, "No, you says all people are political prisoners, but some people are are prisoners for the politics." Yeah, yeah all people are political prisoners, but some people are prisoners because of the politics. Damn, you know, because of a political up. choice they made. You know what I mean? Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to the the dishwasher making loud, loud noise. I don't know if y'all niggas I hear that. Heard that shit all. <laughs> but yeah, that that's actually a, I believe the words of uh, Kwame Shakur. Who was a who was a prisoner who was incarcerated? You can check out some of his work on the San Francisco uh, Bayview. Uh, Google his name, you know, free them all. That's that's the call, free them all. And but, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying that to say like this is a great opportunity to shine light on all folks that are released from jail from prison and continue to be under surveillance. We had we've talked about fucking house arrest and ankle monitors and shit on on prior episodes. Like that shit is not being free, bro. Is not being free. You're not technically in a cell no more, but you don't have the privilege to move how you want. You reporting to somebody. You drug tested. You curfews. You Sometimes you can't even leave. Subject the- to fucking four way searches. Any you get put over. You and whoever you around getting searched. Nigga, that is not free. Sometimes you is, is literally under you under surveillance. But like sometimes you can't even leave the county. Come on. Like it, in especially in this era of COVID and people's being. You know, some folks is being released from prison. We got to look at how the state is using reform to, quote unquote, still incarcerate people, but through open air prisons. That's that's one thing niggas got to pay attention for. But, you know, this is this is what's happening. And, you know, we need people to 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 speak up about what's happening to Jalil. We talk, you know, to speak up, to to sign the petition petition. You know, you can find the petition on, uh, on Hello Black Pod. Um on our Instagram, you can find it on my Instagram at Blake Don't Crack. You can find that. So please, please sign and share that petition because that actually it helps. I know people don't always like petitions, but I'm telling you, this shit gonna help. So please sign that. Please spread it. We we need that petition to get signed. And get familiar with Jaleel's story. Like I like, 
I think before this, one of the longest held political yeah. prisoners in the United States of America. I mean, me, I don't know if we, um, my memory's so fucking bad. I don't know if we were talking about this at the beginning of the episode or off, or off the mic. But we were just saying like, even so much of his story gets told in the in the recent, you know, um, the recent efforts. You know, a lot of folks aren't familiar with with his shit pre-COVID to like saying, oh, you know, he's come down with COVID. Uh, we're trying to get him released that are like before like people need to really understand his case and when you have a full understanding of a person's experience and all the all the factors that went into play into how he spent 50 years in prison to how he's under surveillance now it'll all start to make sense like this ain't this not no coincidence bro this is a plan I don't know how we know what we know about America's history to not feel like this is a plan to feel like, oh, this is just a coincidence. Oh, this is just a one-off situation. No, it, it can't it's not. Be. It's, 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 we have 400 <clears throat> years to show us that's not. We have all these different liberation movies, movements to show us that this is not a coincidence. It's the historical oppression and the historical repression of black revolutionaries from the first, you know, enslaved African to now. This this is 400 years in the making, if not longer. I mean, what do you, what do you have to... What do you have to say to people who really try to make every little instance or like frequent instances of white supremacist terrorism of suppression efforts as like these one-off things. You don't know your history, so you you, you might want to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> that that's the that's the ignorant answer, I guess. <laughs> what's the what's the the guiding answer? You know it, something you told me when Jalil came home, he told you to like, you know, people are just angry and they need to be educated. Yeah. A lot of, you feel me like, so what would you say to those people who are like, well, they just can't seem to connect the dots. I think, you know, even for myself, I'm constantly learning and constantly reading and constantly learning about movements and we have to be willing to learn and admit we're wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times and being wrong has helped me become right in some ways. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is, is, it's understanding that our anger and our rage isn't enough. We can be angry and we can, you know, advocate and say Black Lives Matter. And at the same time, we also need to be studying these movements, studying revolutionary movements, studying the black radical tradition, because what we are saying and advocating for is nothing new. You know, when, when you know, I have my students reading uh, George, George Jackson and, um, you know, my TA, she, uh, she was like, oh, reading George Jackson made me help make me understand your position on some shit. And I'm like, yeah, so I'll be trying to say, like, everything I'm saying, it ain't new. Like, I'm a product of the black radical tradition. And a lot of times I'm just regurgitating shit that I've learned, right, from the people. So I think that's what it, we, we have to be humble, right, and, and have enough humility to, to, to tell folks and to let folks know, you know. Um, that we need, we we got to create a learning environment for folks, you know, because people are rightfully mad, and we just got to become educated, politically educated, yeah. you know, and, and understand that not everyone's gonna be at the same place as us. So we have to have grace with people, you know, and, and begin to polit- politically educate um, our people to the conditions that we're facing if we want to be free, you know, and then hopefully turn that political education into actual action because what good is reading what good is knowing all these theories you know because there's a lot of people who are very well studied they got three letters behind their name aka phd but they ain't done no action you know what i'm saying and and so encourage encouraging people to study and to you study the struggle 
Yeah, and I think what I would add to that is like as you as you learning, as you figuring stuff out, I think it's important not to project your experience or your opinion onto things. I think it's important to look at shit for exactly as it's happening, right? Because somebody could come to us and be like, uh, um, explaining something, explaining their experience of theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And especially if they have a different identity of a different, you know, economic class, right? Like if if they came to us and us being, you know, straight black men, try to um, like make sense of their experience based on our own experiences, based on the fucking different shit that we embody, we we damn near erasing the experience, damn near erasing what's happening to them, right? And so yeah, I'm, I'm long story short, it's like seek to understand and don't project your own shit onto people's things, bro. If somebody is telling you something, you have to look at it for what it is. I think so many times you see this happen with like fucking any form of allyship, right? Like you explain something to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, well, maybe not." Well, maybe, they try to explain this. You're like, "I just told you exactly what happened, not anything else but the facts." And you try to explain it to me based on your own experiences or your personal feelings, which is hard to remove from politics a lot of times, right? Period. But that shit needs to happen. And also, you have to stop getting your information from the fucking oppressor. You and the oppressor's allies. I was reading the fucking some incumbent shit today, and he was just talking about the importance of um, realizing that so much of our history has been written by Europeans, has been written by white folks, and so much of the current stories that are being written today and being told today on a political from a political level are from white people or the supporters of of white people in their systems. I mean, our education system is a colonial system of indoctrination that is trying to make us a part of this colonial imperial system. That's why you have black cops doing the job of black people. You got black CEOs doing the job for white people. You feel me? It it made us neocolonialists in a lot of ways, right? So we have to be able to realize we as products of this white supremacist system, right? America, we was running off the same goddamn constitution from these white slave owners. These motherfuckers was so goddamn evil that when they lost their teeth, they would pull teeth out of black black folks and slave black folks use the teeth themselves this is the level of devils we was dealing with this is the level of like this is the law that they wrote you feel me and if anyone is trying to sustain anything that they created anything that they built they too are devils and they too are your opposition anyone that's trying to uphold and can and conserve any aspect of american life or land is an op Man, free to land. Period. Free to land. Period. Free to people. And you should not be Republican seeking any of your political education from those people. Yeah. Period. Get your information from the oppressed. Get your information yeah, from the folks yeah. that have had to fight back and resist, not the niggas that are trying read, to maintain read this the shit. Read Read the Shakurs, Asada Shakur. Read the Montekims. We are our own liberators, right? Because the lessons of our revolutionaries are in those books. Right, because we have to learn. We have to learn, right? Learn from them. Learn where things went wrong and course correct, and also have a clear understanding of history. You know what I mean? And, and that's it's not. We got to read. We 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 have to read and we have to study. Watch YouTube videos of, of, of folks speaking, of Malcolm speaking. Right? There's there's a lot of a lot of resources, and it's, it's just developing. A politic that is We gotta start sharing shit On our Patreon From the black bro. radical tradition We, we gotta start we gotta, linking niggas to shit Like we, even we just we like gonna, A little we, video that we, I watched today I'm gonna link it to this Like oh this yeah. is some Increment shit that you so That's why you should to. be a patron Or fuck with our Patreon Is you gonna see 
Different links <laughs> to shit. A new know. a new aspect of Hella Black Patreon. We we will be providing more political education resources. Yep, thousand percent. I think I've said that before. Damn, it's hard, y'all. <laughs> y'all understand? But we yeah, we gonna we gonna send reading lists. First book I recommend: We Are Our Own Liberators by Jaluma Takim. Read that book because we are our own liberators. It's up to us to free ourselves. We can't expect no devil to liberate us. If, a, if these motherfuckers is putting us in this position, it's foolish. To think that they will liberate us. Liberation comes from the hands of oppressed people. Period. And I know during election week, yo, they they, they work in overtime to tell us the, the fallacy of liberation through American systems. You know? Trump will not be stopped through voting. And it's not just Trump. Let's this nigga Trump could croak right now. Fucking America was Joe Biden could croak right now. Every what what do every what is it? What do you call him? Not electee is not the word. What's the the niggas who running? Every candidate could yeah. croak right now. For by tomorrow, it's gonna be a new nigga in place holding it down, making sure that America keep running the same way that it's been running making for the sure last four hundred plus is, years. Come on, it is just you know, we. I understand. Like like, I one thing I want to do a really I that's Jalil shit really stuck with me, bro. Of like. Even the way that you that we approach political education has to be from a way that's actually trying to guide people and not sound like position ourselves as the other or more than because we know yeah. different areas, know more in different areas because I for sure don't know every fucking thing. Yeah. We got to be humble. I got to be more humble. And, and we got to really gotta give people grace as people are growing because a lot of people are just being introduced to a movement or to a moment and we got to introduce them to a movement. We got to build a movement because it's going to take a lot of us. To get free It's gonna take a lot of us To liberate ourselves And to free the land To the people that just got hip to our shit Over the last few months You know what I'm saying Via the uprisings Or whatever Garden initiatives Community learning initiatives Like Anger is important And the desire for knowledge Is important And We gonna share as many resources As we possibly can And y'all have to Like Going to that next level Is gonna be uncomfortable It's gonna feel hella uncomfortable And it's gonna feel hella frustrating But it's you're not the only one out there going through it. Yeah, you're not the only one out there going through it. It's all of us are going through this shit. All of us are being pushed and feeling guilty, feeling upset, feeling confused. But that shit gonna be well worth it when whoever, whatever generation that liberation start with, get to experience it. It's Period. gonna be well worth it. Period. So this for so you know some action items from this episode. You feel me? You know I got I got the flyer posted on on, on Hella Black Pod, also on my own Instagram. So make sure you spread that fire and, you know, keep hashtag hands off Jaleel. We need people to spread the fire. We need people to, to sign it. And, you know, we need we need Jaleel to continue to be free, to continue, continue to be home, to be able to spend time with his family, to be able to spend time with his mother. Um, you know, it's a, he's a beautiful person and, and, and he needs to be free. He needs to be free. We got to understand that this attack on Jaleel is an attack on our whole community. And it's an attack on all prisoners, and they're attacking our elders, bro. They're like the same way elders. they the same way they preserve theirs, we need to preserve ours. Period. And signing a petition can be your act of pr- preservation. It'll take you two minutes to go to Hell Black Pod Instagram and find that. To go to my Instagram, Blake Don't Crack, you'll find this shit in my bio. Find it in my Instagram. Find it on Delancey's Instagram. It, it'll be there. We'll put it in People's Breakfast Oakland Instagram and put it on the link. And you know. Free all political prisoners, free all Panthers, free all BLA still down, you know, 
for you know let Asada come home, be able to come home and spend time with her daughter. You know what I mean? People, she's in Cuba and you know she hasn't been in prison. But they little crackers that. kill us and go home to their families and sleep good at night on paid leave. Come on, my nigga, this ain't about justice. Bring <laughs> this ain't about justice. Asada is welcome here. Come on, Asada is welcome here, man. That's it's, that's clear. This ain't justice, and don't don't let them. They they'll they'll try to make it seem like it's it's justice yeah. for them crackers. Preservation of oppressive yeah. systems is justice. Free all, that's their justice. Free them all, free them all, free them all. From Mumia to Matulu to David Gilbert, free them all. Free all the niggas whose names we don't know. Period. Period. Niggas yeah. caught up on political shit. Niggas not caught up on political shit. Free them all, man. Burn it all down, man. So <laughs> take the burn these cages, take these cages to the ground. And man. if you wonder what we gonna do besides prisons, we got a like four episodes around restorative justice. Check out the one with Melissa. Check out the one Marian with Marion Kaba. It's shit on there. So if you looted that and you hear, so what about the free? What about the? What if they free everybody? We're gonna do with the murderers. It's you know shit to be talked about. Free niggas. Free them all. Patreon.com slash Pod. Tap in if you. Non-black don't listen to this shit for free. If you don't got the money, all right, I, I'll get you. I'll get you a site, you know. But uh, patreon.com slash hellblackpie, you feel me? That's how we keep this 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 platform going. You support us, that's how we keep moving, you feel me? So shout out to the patrons. Shout out to patreon.com slash hellblackpie. Rock with us.